It's so good to be among family. Are you all blessed today? Do you believe God's going to do some amazing things in this place? I'm sorry you missed the first service because it was a blowout. I mean, we, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Uh, you know, the Bible says, I like to say the Bible says. That's the God's final authority. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Can we celebrate God being good today? I mean, I mean, I mean. For He is good for His mercy. Mercy is where God will treat you better than you deserve. How many of you wish you got what you deserved? No, I don't see a hand up here. How many of you are glad God's going to treat you better than you deserve? Now, I have one preacher friend that said that ought to get both hands and both feet up in the air. You know, I mean, God treating you better than you deserve. I'm glad he did. But he said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I want you to know today, you are victorious. You're an overcomer. You are the head and you're not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You've got the victory. The devil's under your feet. Come on, somebody. About 20% of you are excited about that. God's going to do some extraordinary things in this place. And uh, we've come with a great expectation. And I know many of you have as well. But we've seen some amazing things, and we've witnessed many miracles. And so miracles are not unusual to us. Some healings and miracles that you may have seen or not seen, they may be spectacular and something that you've seen maybe once in your life, but they are going to be commonplace. I have one lady that's excited about miracles being commonplace in this place. I said miracles will be commonplace in this place. Now, some of you aren't quite fully on board because some of you are barely saved. But we invite you to come along. We invite you to come on in because God's going to have some special. I was saying this in the first service. God's got some hacks for us. You know what I mean by food hacks or a hack to do something in machinery or something, but God's got some spiritual hacks for us. Some new ways, new perspective, new ways to look at things, new ways to act upon the Word that you've never operated in, and that's going to begin today in this service. So why don't we, in advance, with a heart of thanksgiving, I was thinking as Brother Justin was over here, and my brother, you can preach. I mean... Something happened to you. I mean, you are, you are loaded, man. I mean, I thought, I don't need to preach. Go ahead, Pastor Justin. I mean, I mean that, that's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, you're going to have to take notes on his offering given. I mean, I mean, like at least 10 sermons in there. I mean, that was powerful. What were we talking about? The children of Israel. God told them to march around those great walls of the city, Jericho. He said, and on the seventh time... I want you to shout, and I want you to lift your voice and say, for the Lord is good, and the Lord, he's good, and his mercy endureth forever. 
And when they begin to shout and lift their voice, the walls of the enemy that were staring them in the face, those walls came down. I think we need to just, before we see any miracle, before we see one more healing, before we see one more breakthrough, before the walls that have been before you come down, we need to go ahead and shout now before those walls come down. Hallelujah! Glory to God! We bless you, Lord! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Hallelujah! Praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, you can be seated. Now, keep that, keep that motor running. I tell you, in the first service, there were some good... Uh, there's some people go, yes, and I mean, th- I don't know what you were saying, or, but there was people that were like, you could tell they were with you when you're preaching. Like, yeah, oh, that's good. That's it. I got it. I mean, I, I want to encourage you to, you know, whatever it takes for you to let God know you're getting that. You know, David said, I rejoice, Lord, over your word like one who found a great treasure. I'm ecstatic over what you said like one who struck it rich. Uh, You can tell when someone is a good candidate, a good receiver, when they get excited about the word that they're hearing. Uh, The things that God wants to do for you isn't based upon what you have heard in the past. It's what you believe and what you're currently stirred up in your heart that you believe about God's word that he will do for you. And uh, so the Lord hath redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Therefore, we're glad and we rejoice. Faith people rejoice and they shout and they're glad. That's, That's what faith people do. They rejoice and they shout and they're glad. If you were a faith person, you would rejoice and you would shout and you would be glad. That's if you're a faith person. If you, if you were really in, you were in faith, you would rejoice and you would shout. Because the Bible says when the righteous do rejoice, the house is filled with glory. And all the miracles that we're going to experience this week is in the glory. It's not, it's not found in Kevin and Annie Durant. It's in the glory. And so when the righteous rejoice, the house is filled with glory. And I think I found a verse in the Bible that says in Philippians 4.19, but my needs, every need, shall be met according to his riches. And when the righteous rejoice, the house is filled with, and all of my needs are met, you see, in the glory. All of my needs are met in the glory. But when the righteous rejoice, the house is filled with, When the righteous rejoice, the house is filled with glory. When the righteous rejoice, when the righteous rejoice, that's when the glory, that's when the glory, that's when the glory, when the righteous get happy, when the righteous get excited, when the righteous rejoice, the house is filled with glory. All of your needs and my needs are met in the glory. Hallelujah. Uh, just, I, I knew I was that word of life. I just wanted to make sure. 
Pastor, Pastor Daryl, man, he's been talking about what's been going on around here. I think it's possible you might be in revival. My church that I grew up in downtown Orlando, Calvary Assembly, my father was the worship leader for that church for, for 30 years. Our youth department had a thousand people come in on Wednesday night for the, what they called the Rock House. A thousand young people coming together excited about Jesus. We put on Jesus festivals where there were 23,000 people showed up at the youth meeting. The pastor, later on, many years later, he told me in his office here at a church here in town, he says, we were in the middle of revival and didn't even know it. Wow. It's possible Word of Life in Apopka is in a revival, and you might as well know it. You might, you might as well know what, what God's doing. That's right. Amen. And, uh, you know, even the dry bones will catch on fire. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he might be talking to you. <laughs> Even the dry bones Amen. will get, will come alive again. Come alive again. Come alive! Come alive! Thank you, Lord. Okay, this is my last service probably I'm preaching, so I got to get it out. We're going we're gonna to let Annie take it tonight and Brother Hagen came into her office a number of years ago. Just her and Brother Hagen. It's almost hard to believe that, that that really happened. All the years we traveled, 10 years with Kenneth Hagen, Sr., and Pastor Hagen and Lynette. And uh, Brother Hagen came in, and there was something on his heart and mind. He just sat there quietly. And and he knew from many others that have had these moments, you better speak up and say something. And she goes, she actually thanks Brother Hagen for correcting her something about something that she said or did in a crusade at Fred Price's church, Crenshaw Christian Center. And it, it wasn't anything horribly wrong. People that heard it didn't even really know what she had said. But Annie said, thank you, Dad, for correcting me on that. Because when Nanny turned around to put her microphone, uh, Brother Higgins, well, what it was was she said, uh, when you leave this morning service, people were going to get a healing line card because the, the crowds were so big at night mm -hmm. that they uh, separated the crowd by 50, 50 people. So if you got card number three, we know that card has 50 people. 50 people got that card. So we can control the crowds right. for, the line, for, the for, the, for the ministry time, the healing line. Because once you give an invitation, you don't want, you know, 1,200 people show up, you know. So we would say, you know, if you've got card number five, please come forward. Well, Annie said, get your card, and then as you go home today, say, how'd you say it? When hands are laid on me, I know I, will, I, know I shall be she, she said, when hands are, like the woman with issue of blood, say, as you receive this card, say, when hands are laid upon me, I know I, I shall be whole. Well, when Annie put her, her microphone in the stand, Brother Hagen stand, standing there, he, he didn't leave the platform. He stood right there, and he's waiting for Annie to come over, put the mic in. And Brother Hagen goes, she didn't say that. And he, goes, and he said, say what? The woman with the issue of blood didn't say, I know I shall be whole. 
She said, I shall be whole. Not that I know. Yeah, she said, I know I shall be whole. She was putting it off into the future. I know I shall be whole. And Brother Hagin says, keep it present tense. So when Brother Hagin came to her office, and he said to Brother Hagin, just the two of them in, in her office, Brother, Th- Brother Hagin, thank you for correcting me on that. Is there anything else stupid I've done? <laughs> it's not a bad question to ask. He goes, no, I, he goes, I appreciate how we work together. He goes, you don't draw attention to yourself. He goes, this is my ministry. Yes, sir. It's your ministry. And then uh, he said, matter of fact, he goes, uh, I wanted to come talk to you because God's been looking through the body of Christ. He's always had different women in the body of Christ to show that he doesn't just use men, but he used women. And he said, such as Catherine Kuhlman, such as Marie Woodward Edder. Amy uh, Simple McPherson, Marie Woodworth Edder, Catherine Kuhlman. These are amazing women of God that has graced this this planet and have had ministries of the miraculous and supernatural. He goes, it's time for God to raise up another one like this. And then he turned and he looked right at Annie and he said, I believe the next one might just be you. Amen. Well, we're going to talk more about it, but just going to drop that little bit off to you. She's had her own encounter, her own experience. Uh, she worked with Brother Hagen for years. Uh, Brother Hagen, for many, many, many times, would lay his hands on her hands. This is Dr. Kenneth e. Hagen, Pastor Hagen's dad. And he, all those times, that, that healing anointing that he received from the head of the church, uh, went into her hands, and then eventually he didn't have to lay his hands on her. If Brother Hagen would get tired, he'd go, Annie's that anointing on you. He goes, she would say, yes, sir, it is. He said, well, go ahead and lay hands on those people. Amen. They did that together for uh, uh, quite a while. Amen. Well, then later on, and, and we'll share more about this later, but Annie had her complete own experience like what Brother Hagen had, and instead of it being an anointing that was fire literally hot coals of fire in her hands. That's what uh, Pastor Justin was referring to, what he experienced. But then what God did with Annie, there was like an electricity (laughs) that went to the tip of her fingers and up her arms. It was so painful. I mean, she said it's the most painful thing she's ever experienced because the Lord wanted her to come up. And when Annie started to leave her body, she got in fear and pulled back into her body because her spirit man had started to go up to receive. And she's looking down in the hotel room with us and the ministries that were in this room. I'm not telling this really great, but it is what it is. (laughs) But she's looking at herself down in the room, and she sees herself um, with us ministers all praying, and she didn't know if she was dead or alive. She came back into her body, and all of a sudden that anointing came with it, and when that anointing came in, it, it was this electric. She said it's like holding a cable of 240 volts. And that's why it was so painful. And the Lord said it, it would have been easier on your flesh if you would have, had a, you would have gone ahead and come up, come up 
But because you didn't receive it in the spirit, you had to receive it in your body, in the flesh. So that's what happened that day. We've seen some extraordinary things. I'm just thinking about one. We were talking last night in our hotel room about this one lady in St. Louis that Annie gave an invitation for someone that needed healing. And this lady walked up and she goes, I want a new stomach. Really? (laughs) Everybody wants a new stomach. I mean, you know, it's not something you usually get at. I want a new stomach. It's like, well, she starts to testify. We've actually, well, Annie prayed with her. She starts to testify that she had over, she had 20 surgeries because all these tumors would keep growing on her female parts. They would just keep, and the doctors 20 times went in to remove tumors that would not stop growing in in her stomach and her ovaries and her uterus. The tumors would not stop growing. 20 surgeries. And, uh, I mean, there's scar tissue from each one of these surgeries. Well, they decided that she was going to finally get a surgery that would just, we're going to just take out these parts. So, because we can't stop the growth, the, the tumors. So they did that. Well, so then she comes up. Now, she, she has, they sewed a little pouch in at the end of her esophagus instead of a stomach. So she has to eat food and wear a bag on the side of her body. And she goes, she's coming to the meeting. She says, I need a new stomach. Come on. We're not afraid of new stomachs. We're not afraid of cancer. Amen. We're not afraid of God growing something out that needs to be grown out. We're not afraid of tumors being removed. Amen. We've already seen this stuff. And there is an expectancy level in this place. Things are about to change for some people's bodies. I want to invite you to go for the ride. Amen. The corporate anointing is, is an amazing thing. Yes. Amen. And so we, in, we, 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 rec- we recruit your supply of the Spirit. Help us. Would you help us? Because, yeah, there, there's a special anointing here. But what we can do together... The supply of the Spirit you bring will perpetuate things. So uh, she had these tumors removed, and the doctor said, well, you know, I want you to know after we remove your stomach, she came to the doctor and said, "Uh, man, I'm so hungry, because they said you can't eat anything for 24 hours before you have surgery. And the the lady said to the doctor, well, man, I'm just so hungry. And he goes, remember what that hunger feels like because you'll never have it again once we move your stomach. So they remove her stomach and these other body parts. Comes to the meeting there where Annie's ministering, and she goes, I want a new stomach. Like, okay, let's go. Everyone say, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. 
So she ministered to her. She comes back the next morning. She goes, Annie. She goes, I'm hungry. Listen, hadn't been the doctor, hadn't had anything confirmed yet. The room began to rejoice and shout because she was hungry. I've never rejoiced that much because I was hungry. I've been very hungry, but I never rejoiced for being that hungry. She came back so excited because she got her hunger back. She goes, something's happened to me. So she goes back to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, we can't explain it, but uh, that little pouch that we sewed in at the end of your esophagus, that pouch is bigger now for some reason. He, wouldn't, he didn't want to call it a stomach. And then he goes, now this is something we've never seen before. He goes, all the scar tissue from all those surgeries, those 20 surgeries, he goes, we can't find one scar. Can't find one scar. Come on. So she says, I'm healed. I got a new stomach. The scars are gone. Jesus healed my body. Well, after that, they had an incident, and Annie actually saw her at Kindle the Flame, Lynette Hagen's women's uh, big meeting. And uh, she saw the pastor of this lady and goes, hey, how are you doing? How's so-and-so? The one that, you know, Believe for a new stomach. She goes, she's doing awesome. Matter of fact, she's here. You want to hear her testimony? It's like, why did you not email us or tell us? She goes, Annie, she goes, I'm sorry. We didn't email you. But she goes, God did something amazing. She goes, after I got my new stomach back, she goes, my husband and I were at home one night. And all of a sudden, I had this horrible pain on, on, the, on my side. And she goes, they were so used to having a bag of stuff ready to go to the hospital. She goes, we just grabbed the, the bag. And we're off to the the hospital. Well, they get there, and the, the doctor comes out, and the husband is there in the, in the foyer. He goes, well, sir, he goes, I want to tell you what. Your wife had a tumor on her ovaries, a cyst on her, on her ovaries, and it burst. And the husband goes, glory to God. <laughs> and and, the, and the, the doctor looked at the husband and goes, sir, sir you, you didn't understand what I just said. He goes, your wife had a cyst that burst that was on her ovaries. Yeah. He goes, glory to God. He goes, doctor, there weren't any ovaries in there. <laughs> there wasn't any ovaries in there. She got some ovaries back. She's got a stomach back. And we, we can show you on a phone right now her celebrating and rejoicing and thanking God for what God did for her body. We were in Jonesboro. You don't want another testimony, do you? Because uh, we're going to talk about testimonies a little bit for just the next little bit. And we're going to talk about activating the anointing of your testimony. Amen. Everyone say, we're going to activate the anointing of our testimony. There's so much to this, so much revelation. We're going to give you a hack this morning. Are you ready? We're in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and this little girl came up about eight or nine years old. She's got, I mean, really thick glasses. If she took her glasses off, if you hold up two fingers, she, she can't tell if it's one finger or two or three. Sweet, beautiful little black girl. Her father's standing there, and Annie's listening to what she's been going through. He took, she, Annie took her by the hands, and she's standing right in front of the little girl. And she goes, I just want to get my eyesight 
And she didn't know it, but the whole time they were holding hands, the power was flowing into her. Power flowing into her. And he just said, sweetheart, take off your glasses. The Lord's healing you right now. Amen. She pulled her glasses off. She's standing right there. She goes, I'm going to back up. You tell me how many fingers I have holding up. She backed up, and he went. She goes, two. She goes, oh, that's pretty good. And he backs up, hold up three fingers. She goes, three fingers. Come on. Backs up all the way over here, <laughs> holding up one. One finger. I'm standing with the microphone next to the dad. The girl's standing right here, and he's across the room. I got the microphone up to the dad's mouth, and all of a sudden, I see gator tears. I see these big tears. I said, Dad, how's that? He goes, she's healed. God just did it. She's all the way across the room, and he's got one, two, three, one, four, two. The place just went ballistic. Well, there's a, another lady in a wheelchair right behind her. Two people behind the little girl. Another beautiful black woman sitting in a wheelchair. She came up here, and she's in tears. She's like, she's, she's just overwhelmed. And, uh, and he says, Sis, what's going on? She says, well, I'm in this wheelchair not because I can't walk, not because I'm paralyzed, but I got sickle cell disease. It's a malfunction or a malformation of the red blood cells. It's almost like a cone shape. Instead of soft and round, the red blood cell, and it doesn't allow the blood to flow through the arteries. So I got a nurse over here. You know what I'm talking about? You're nodding like you know all these medical things. I don't know. You just, are you just with me or something? But it's a malformation of the red blood cells, and it doesn't let oxygen get to the main organs and flow through the arteries. And your body can go through all kinds of issues and problems and pain and, and distress. And so she can't walk without pain. She can't stand without pain. So she's in this wheelchair. Someone had gone over to uh, Little, Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. It was at least three hours. Well, hour and a half each way. Hour and a half each way. So someone went to go pick her up. An hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. Amen. So the... The person who's doing the driving of getting her to our meeting is spending six hours on the road traveling on this service day. An hour and a half there, pick her up, bring her to the meeting. Then this person who's driving, taking her an hour and a half back, hour and a half back to the meeting. This is what people that do that are hungry. Amen. Come on. Some of you live five miles down the road. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you might not need a miracle right now, but there's coming a time you will. And, and what the real question is, how prepared, how ready, yeah. how much awareness of God's power and anointing will you be walking in at that time when you really need a touch from God? And besides that, you're, you could be like Paul and Silas, that right now, these weeks, maybe you're in the best health that you've been in. But when you bring your supply of the Spirit, you can be like Paul and Silas in that midnight uh, hour when they lifted up their, their voice to pray in Acts chapter 16. And as they lifted up their praise... The play, the, lifted up their voice to pray, praise God, there was such power that was made available. Yeah. The prison doors began to shake. Oh. The foundation of, the, of the, the, the prison doors began to shake. And the, the, the locks busted open, Amen. and it says everyone's bands were loosed. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. So maybe you don't need a miracle right now, but you sure could help someone else receive one. Yeah. Come on. Will you help? Will you bring your supply of the Spirit? 
Amen. So uh, this lady, she's, she's just emotional and, and just in tears. And we said, what, what's going on? And Nanny asked her, what does she need? She goes, I got this sickle cell disease. And she, and she said, well, what's going on? She goes, my friend here drove all the way to Memphis to, to bring me to this service. And the whole way here, I was thinking, there's no way that God's going to be that good. She said, there's just no way God could be that good to heal, heal me and free me from this. And she goes, but when I saw what God did for that little girl, <laughs> she said, I felt something change in my heart. Come on. So two people in front of her is this little girl who gets her eyesight, Come on. takes off these glasses were like Coke bottle you know, when they say Coke bottle lenses, you know, the real thick glass. But when I saw what God did for her, I realized God's no respecter of person. If he will do it for her, he'll do it for me. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what's in your medicine cabinet. But there's a higher, better, greater life for you. There is a life and life more abundantly, like Pastor Justin has been saying all morning. God sent his word, and he healed you. Thank you, Lord. And he's offering it for free. Amen. And he already told you, what, what did the guy say? If there, someone, I got enough sense that if someone's offering. I'm no fool. If God's giving something for free, I'm going to get it. Amen. Would you turn to Revelation chapter 12? i got to do the fastest version of what I'm about to do that I've ever done because I really felt like I should tell you those testimonies. Amen, they're good. <clears throat> Amen. I just want you to know the, this is common to us. Come on. Yes. Amen. So you're not going to come to the meetings and tell us something like, oh, my good, never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Come on. We, I mean, literally, we could take a week telling you testimonies. Amen. So when we say God's about to do something, yeah. we mean God's about to do something. Because after a while, you learn how God uses you. Yeah. Spiritual things are real. They're tangible. But I want to help you because there's going to be some more testimonies and there's going to be, I'm going to share one of mine and it will activate the anointing. You'll see here in a moment. And, uh, but there's different testimonies, and Annie will later, from her own mouth, share that a little bit more about that moment that I told you about. It will activate the anointing of that moment. But the word says here in Revelation chapter 12, there was war that broke out, verse 7. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought in the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. And they did not prevail, nor was their place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. I could preach a whole message on this right here, but I want to tell you this. When the devil was kicked out of heaven, he went out to deceive the world. In a short time from now, 
He's going to be bound for a thousand years. An angel is going to come and put a chain around his neck. And the Bible says he will not be able to deceive no more. Then he's going to be loosed again after a thousand years. And then it says he's going to go back out to deceive. So the devil's whole mission in life is to deceive and to tell you something that's contrary to the Word of God. Deception means to cause you to think on things which are not true. That's what deception means. That's really the only tool, the only weapon he has. The Bible says, lest we be ignorant of Satan's devices. I want to say it more singular. It's not devices, it's device and it's deception. You say, well, he, he, he ruined my marriage. I went broke because of what the devil did. These are all areas that relate to deception. If you shut the door on deception, that's why John's Gospel, the 8th chapter, 32 verse says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So if you know the truth, you can recognize untruth. Jesus came, or when he left, he sent back the Holy Spirit so that you would understand and know all truth. Yeah. Amen. Not just Bible truth, Fox News truth. Yeah. Not just Bible truth, CNN truth Amen. or false. Yeah. MSNBC news, truth, not true. Yeah. Yeah. When is it true? Owen news, truth, not truth. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. Amen. And it's not just your truth. Right. Matter of fact, if you say it's my truth, it just ceased to become the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's true. People say all the time, well, my truth is. Oh, you're going you're gonna to alter what God said? No, this is truth. Right. Amen. Truth of the Word of God. Amen. So it says here, John seeing into the spirit realm. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and kingdom of our God and power of Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who have accused them before our God day and night. This is what the devil does. He's an accuser. He, he wants to bring condemnation. You know, the Bible says there's therefore now no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Verse 11 says, So John is seeing... In the spirit realm, you and I in the day we're living in. All right? Verse 11. And they overcame him. John is seeing the church. And what John saw in the spirit realm, he saw that they overcame, the church overcame by two things. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Let the redeemed of the Lord Say say so. Why should the redeemed of the Lord get something out of their mouth? Because when you say so, when the redeemed says so, that's your testimony, and it's your testimony that will activate the anointing to free you, to give you the victory, to strengthen you, to cause you to overcome. Two things. Understanding of the blood of Jesus, word of your testimony. Now, my emphasis today for you, we're going to, how many of you, when you were in uh, elementary school, 
had a coloring book that had dots and numbers. And uh, it was kind of fun when you're, when you're that age. You know, it's not as fun now. Maybe it is for some people. I saw somebody almost get mad. They said, what do you mean it's not fun? Still fun. These coloring books with numbers, and you would go from dot one to two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, well, there it is. It's a bunny rabbit. <laughs> and then you would get, you know, some people were weird and painted the rabbit purple. Because girls like purple. Most people would do gray with a little pink nose. But it wasn't until you connected dots. This is what I want to get to you today. There's some dot connecting here today. I want you to give me your full attention because you're about to take off in something that you, you possibly have never connected the dots yet until today. How many of you could just get a little more excited about you, you, you seeing something you've never seen in the Word? I'm telling you, it's coming right now. You're about to get it. This is just a setup. You're going to connect the dots. Yeah. Everyone, turn to someone and say, I'm connecting the dots today. First Corinthians. Can you give me just a little bit more time than normal? You know, I don't know if you came to leave. You know, some people go to church to leave. They're thinking about leaving. I got, I got a roast cooking at home. Well, listen. If you got a roast cooking... If you'll offer it up as a burnt sacrifice, <laughs> the Lord will be greatly honored by that. Now listen, I'm not into long services. I'm not. Now listen, let me tell you about these services. We're gonna we're gonna get into some things in the morning, but Annie has clearly told me she goes, Kevin, I'm just I'm we're gonna show up at night. We're just going for demonstration. Amen. Come and get see. Amen. We're going for demonstration. That's what Pastor Daryl. This church leadership wants, yeah. we, we want to encounter healings and miracles and demonstration. Amen. And so we're your party yeah. to this week. Amen. And we're, we're going. We're going there. So uh, come ready for demonstration. They, there'll be some exhorting and some teaching, but it will only be to set up demonstration. Amen. That's what we're doing. That's what we're having. Thank you. Amen. Did you find 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Do you know that... Uh, Jesus died over 2,000 years ago. And yet the gospel message, when it's preached, has the power to save men. Get on television, Franklin Graham. He's learned to share the whole entire gospel message in about 55 Seconds. <laughs> he gets on television during a commercial and preaches what Paul said, I don't know anything but this. And hundreds and thousands of people get saved. Because God's testimony has residual 
continual anointed, activated ingredients Amen. on it. Yes. Amen. Come on. God breathed his word and still breathes his word. Annie will share more about that because we've got to have a greater hold on, revelation on. God's word isn't just the written logos, but it is rhema, revealed word, that God actually, the breath of God, his DNA is infused in the actual revelation of the word. And when your ears hear it, it has the ability to activate the yoke-destroying, burden-removing yeah. power in your life to deliver you. And that's why God was bold enough to say, if you'll preach it, I'll do it. Amen. I confirm my word with signs following. I don't just tell the truth. I am the truth. Amen. As there's a heaven above your heads and there's grass underneath your feet, know that my word will stand forever. Amen. I'm the Lord your God and I will not change Amen. at all. If I said it, I'll do it. If I've spoken it, I'll make it good. Amen. All you got to do is believe what I said, and I will do it because I am the creator of everything. Hallelujah. That's why when Jesus came to that man, his son had a dumb spirit. He said, Jesus, can you do anything about my son? And Jesus turned the tables on him. He said, it's not a matter of whether I can do anything. He said, I want to tell you something. If you'll believe, all things are possible. He said, all things are possible. He didn't say some things. He didn't say most things. He didn't say three out of five. He didn't say nine out of ten. He said, if you'll believe, all things are possible to him that believes. If you'll just believe. Because I'm the omnipotent. I'm all creator. Hallelujah. I'll preach harder if I can. Thank you, Lord. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come to you with excellence of speech or of the wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything but among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. Here's what I really want you to notice here. I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech, everyone say, my speech, my speech. and my preaching, say, my preaching, my preaching, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and in power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of Dr. Fauci, but in, or in men, but in the power of God. Well, you got to use wisdom. Well... Man's wisdom or God's wisdom and God's power? Yeah, that's true. Because God's power and faith in God, faith and trust in Him, supersedes everything. Yeah. Amen. That's why we don't forsake the summoning of ourselves together, but that's a whole other thing. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but my speech and my preaching was a demonstration so I will tell you this, on the basis of, the, of authority of the Word of God, and we're going to go to a couple other scriptures, you're going to see this like you've never seen it before. Your testimony, your speech, your preaching causes, it, it is a demonstration, and it causes manifestation. Your testimony 
Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who hath been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Whatever you say out of your mouth will either bind you or loose you. Turn, if you would, to Titus. Titus chapter 1, verse, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, a bondservant of God and the apostle Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness. Now look at verse 2. And hope of eternal life. Now th- th- this isn't like worldly hope, like I, sh- I sure hope I have eternal life. Uh, that when, anytime you see the word hope in the New Testament, it means a firm expectation of a future certainty because the God who promised cannot lie. Because that's Bible hope. It's a firm expectation, expectation of a future certainty because the God who promised cannot lie. So when Paul said, in hope of eternal life, that's the kind of hope he's talking about, an expectation of a future certainty. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began, but has in due time manifested His Word through preaching. From the Word of God, can you see that preaching causes, someone help me, what? Manifestation. Preaching causes manifestation. Paul said, not that I come to you with man's wisdom and enticing words, but my words, I come to you. My preaching, my speech, my preaching is a demonstration and causes manifestation. This is how we have confidence wherein God said to his disciples, go, send them out and preach. They preached everywhere, God confirming them working with them, confirming his word with signs following. When you preach the word, signs happen. When you preach the word, signs. This, this message right here, you might not be excited about it, but every preacher loves this one. Man, you can't hear this kind of stuff if you're a preacher. If you've got any preach in you, you can't, you can't help but hear this and just like want to jump out of the pew. God's word, when it comes out of your mouth, causes demonstration. Causes manifestation. Because it, it's not my word, it's his word, yeah. and he's the one that's backing it up. Come on, that's good. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Is there anybody here that has a testimony? Yes. Has he saved you? Yes. Raise your hand if you've ever received a healing you know came from God, and it wasn't just medicine. Come on, yeah. How many of you... You were in a weird spot. <laughs> I better qualify what weird means. I better, I better qualify. I better qualify what, what does weird mean? Financially, like you, you were thinking something else. Like, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. <clears throat> How many of you ever were like in an extremely difficult spot? You didn't, you needed money. Man, if you're on this earth, you're gonna need money. If you do ministry, you're gonna need money. And so you didn't know how it was going to happen. You had no idea. But you got in agreement with somebody or you just petitioned. 
God using his word, and Amen. God came. You, you look back and I go, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Can we talk? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say it backwards. Wow. wow. <clears throat> God did something for you. H- have you experienced God do something? Like, you, oh, you, come on now. You knew. You knew it was him. Yeah. Come on. Did you, did you experience anything like that? Oh, there's so much more for us. You know it was him. You sowed somewhere. You forgot you sowed something somewhere. All of a sudden, and then he had to remind you. Remember that offering you gave to Mark Hankins? Yeah. I'm about to say Mark Hankins because you said it about 20 times already today. (laughs) Would you quit bringing his name up and we're here? I mean, mean, show some respect, all right? I don't don't talk about Pastor Hagee when I'm in front of you. Joel Osteen. You said Pastor Hagee a lot. No, I said Hagee. Dad Hagee. Oh, yeah, Dad Hagee. That's fair game right there. <laughs> we all bow. To yeah. <clears throat> I got the rainbow underwear on. You understand? <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> but I'm among family. You love me right here. Right. Come on. Has he done something for you? Yes. That's right, sis. Amen. I will live, and I will not die, and I will declare the works of the Lord. Everyone say that. I will live and not die until it's time to die. It's appointed every man wants to die, right? So eventually you're going to die, but not, not until, the Bible says, until you're satisfied. With long life will I satisfy you. Come on. Everyone say, with long life I will be satisfied. In the number of my days, I will fulfill. See, <clears throat> now that's powerful, but there's two things that's happening right there. There's two testimonies going on, yours and his. Every time you had God do something for you, who was the author of it? Who did it? Who performed it for you? So couldn't you say, I feel like I'm in the court of law. I'm building a case here. Couldn't you say, were you there? Yeah, I was there. Couldn't you say that when you were going through that mess and you came out on the other side of it victorious, that it, it was as much as God it's his testimony. Yes. Like, like if the Bible was still being written, right. you know, there were so many miracles in his ministry. There weren't enough books that could yeah, contain all the abundance of miracles. Yes. Amen. See, see he's, not, he's, not, he's not afraid of your need. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Now unto him who's able to do. Come on, we're live church. Help me preach today. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Now, wait a minute. You might not know this one. The Amplify says, dare, ask, or think. Turn to someone and say, when was the last time you dared God to do something for you? Come on now. Are you ready for increase? Are you all married or are you just real close? Just engage. You're close enough. You're almost there. You might as well start this way right now. Unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you dare ask. Come on, let's be daring this week. Let's be daring this week. We're not afraid of it. God's not afraid of it. I want to help you not be afraid of it. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's go. Not right now, but in a few minutes, we're going to go to the restaurant. I mean, but. So you would agree that your testimony, whatever God did for you, equally as much as his testimony, as much as it is your. Yeah. If you share it, it's your testimony because it happened to you. But really, it's his testimony. And if, if the Bible is still being written and everything he did was in it, your testimony would be there. Because he authored it. God did something for me. I said, God did something for me. Do you have asthma in this room? Anybody have a hard time breathing? You have? Anybody with allergies? If you had any allergies, if you have any, any issues with breathing, stand to your feet. I saw myself just doing this. You have issues with allergies. You have issues with asthma. When I was growing up, I just want you to stand there and open up your heart. Yeah. Anybody have grandkids? <laughs> Do you love your grandkids? Yes. Do you have to get up in the morning and make a decision to love them, or is this just like, just I mean, much more than your actual kids, right? Yes. Your kids, you have to think about it. Your grandkids, you don't have to think about it. That's true. Is that true, sis? That's true. That's true. That's very true. Healing comes through the heart. Yes. Same place. Doesn't come through your back or your knees or your kidneys. Everything that God's going to do, he's going to go through your heart. And then when it goes through your heart, it's going to manifest in your lungs, your breathing capability, those allergies that's plagued you. And one split second, one touch from the anointing. Years of frustration can be gone. When I was seven, eight years old, I had the worst case of allergies, the worst case of asthma a person could have. Had the, the inhaler. My mom at night would put that nasty Vicks vapor rub all over my chest. <laughs> nasty. Just saying. Some of you that know, been, have ever dealt with that, you know what I'm talking about. Smelling that Vicks, just to breathe. Yuckiness. There's a lot of things I couldn't. I couldn't eat ice cream. Well, that ain't right. Man, you're a young kid not having ice cream. Are you kidding me? You decided you were going to get in on this, huh? It's about time. Don't wait so long next time. I'm just saying. Hey, listen. You all be first responders around here. Don't be slow. Just saying. Trying to be nice. Get in on every wave. But the anointing's coming on you right now. When I was about eight years old, there were nights I breathed all night long. I'll just demonstrate it briefly, but every breath was like this. I'm hearing laughing from my parents with some friends over the house. I'm in the back bedroom by myself doing this. I hear my parents having a great time in the kitchen table, laughing, having a good time with my, my, my parents' friends. I'm back in the back. All night. I understand 
I'd almost rather not be alive. I understand that. One day, I was in the back bedroom, Spatz Avenue, Pine Castle, Florida. It's all part of downtown Orlando now. Yeah. Fort Gatlin Shopping Center yeah. nearby. Some of you all know Florida. I was in the back bedroom, small house. Our house probably was 1,300 square foot. Looked like a mansion to us little bitty guys with our little bunny slippers. <laughs> I was in the back bedroom. My mom worked at Calvary Assembly. She used to work as a counselor with Pauline Hartherne. My mom was like a, a female Lester Summerall with a skirt on. She was mean on demons. Demons were afraid of her. She would fast for 30 days. And it's not one of these Daniel fasts where you gain weight. I'm just saying. She had one of these. Thank you. She would go on 30 days, nothing but lemon and water. 30 days. When she would come out for that fast, I'm telling you, her three boys, we, we knew we better be acting right because she had the spirit of seeing and knowing like no other time. <laughs> what are you doing over there in the woods? I saw you. <laughs> she came home from counseling at the Calvary Assembly. I was in the back bedroom, almost dead. I looked purple, shades of gray, barely breathing. You that are standing, are you ready? She walked in and realized I was almost dead. She walked in, she put her arms underneath my body and brought me to the dining room table. It had to be 520 because that's when my dad always walked in the door, 520 from working downtown Orlando post office off of Colonial. That's where it used to be. Walked in and here I am, limp, looking purple and gray, on the table, barely breathing. My dad walked in and said, what's wrong with Kevin? And my mom looked at my father and said, honey, we either have to rush him to the hospital right now or we gotta have a miracle. Amen. My parents were Pentecostals. I woke up every day my parents' bedroom across the hallway with their door open, they would wake up every morning, make up the bed, go to the end of the bed, and I would see them at the foot of the bed together with their hands in the air, tears coming down their face, worshiping, yeah. magnifying God every morning, praying in other tongues out loud. Every day, that's what I saw. I just imparted Pentecost to you just now. If you have ears to hear, something deep went into you right now. Amen. Let this be in your home. Because I'm standing here today because of that. They're looking at my body and they, they took a step back and they, they just had enough. And together, they lifted their voice. They looked up. They said, God, either there's power in the name or there's not. Either there's power in the blood or there's not. But we know there is. 
And right now, we take our place in you. We take our authority. And we command life to flow into Kevin's body right now. In the name of Jesus, you be whole. And we speak breath in your lungs. The moment that came out of their mouth, I mean, I went like that. And I took the biggest breath I had taken in for such a long time. And I got healed that moment. And I have never, ever had another asthma attack from that day. Receive. Right now. Receive it. Receive your healing right now. Asthma, we command you to go. Allergies, we command you to go. Command you to go. You're going to begin, you'll, you'll see it right away. Things will change. You receive that? Amen. You go ahead and be seated. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands for a moment. My, 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 my. My, my, my. Healing and anointing is already beginning. My, my, my. Don't be so quick to just want to have hands laid on you. Be... We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for a couple days, morning and night. <clears throat> Don't get in a hurry. You, you might need to hear about some of these hacks. You might need just a, a small little adjustment. So you can, you, you fired up, you, you giddy up, you want to go, go right now. It's yours. You don't have to wait. You know who you are in Christ. You don't have to wait on anybody. But you know you're not doing as well as you should have yeah. up till now if you, if you got issues. So there's some things you need. Maybe some religion you need to get out. Maybe some wrong thinking you just need to adjust a little bit. Maybe you've been dogging yourself too much and thinking that has anything to do with why you haven't or why you have not received. Sometimes people want a healing meeting and God will talk about unforgiveness. Listen, don't, don't, don't even come up here. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart. Can I tell it like it is? Yes. Don't, don't, don't be acting like you're, you're just, you know, in the blessing line and you're not willing to forgive someone that you just, just well, I just, I just can't let that go. Well, then you're going to let your healing go. You're going to let your next blessing go. You're not going to get what you're, you're really, because see, God won't bless you to lose you. And he won't pay you to disobey him. Y'all okay? Listen, listen, I'm just trying to help somebody. It's not a works program. It's like if you do good enough, if you jump high enough, if you, you know, this isn't a video game. But the thing is, God won't bless you to lose you, and he won't pay you to disobey him. He needs to have, he, you at least need to come to God humbly. Some of you need to realize you can't get it on your own. There's a reason why the Bible says, if two of you shall agree on earth is touching... Some of you have been so bound up in, in all the formulas and faith and, you know, great faith, and you had to reach some level like a video game. Like, like if you don't get it on your own, that's just not unsatisfactory. Wrong thinking. Amen. The best ministers 
that know how to believe God better than you. God said, listen, here's how you're going to get it. And this is the only way you're going to get it. You're believing me, but I'm going to send somebody to help you. Yeah, come on, it's true. Sometimes you got to humble yourself with God. Humble, yeah. I said sometimes you have to humble yourself. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to find out how to exit this morning. Because, I mean, we could be here just finding out how to exit. Just how do we close this? Because I... Hmm. There's so much more. This is my only shot with you. And I'm, Annie's going tonight. Just, I'm just, I, I don't want to tell you too much. And I don't want to blow past the anointing. See, in ministry, you can blow past the anointing. Just because I want to get something into you doesn't mean that's what he says is what you need. We've got to do life with him. We've got to do ministry with him. We're surrendered to him. We're surrendered to him. Are you surrendered to him? Mm. You know that Prasdidi Bandu Sikita will pick up Prasdin Gurusa. Many of the Prasdidi Vete have Kasoli Mende, and many have Karaprosi Kavronda, but you will Kasili Vete, and you Kaprasili Vete, and you Korodem Vigusota. Anybody want to give that? Go ahead, brother. Just it'll be all right. Hmm. Just wait a moment. Not in a hurry. No one's nervous. I just feel like someone else has that. Go ahead, sis. <clears throat> Love this church. Many will see, come from far and near. <laughs> Just open your heart, receive what I have for all, for mm-hmm. all to see. One step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, and glory will fall. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Come in. Come in. Open your heart. Come in. Open, 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 open. Mm. That's all I ask of you. Hallelujah. Let's just open, open up our heart. Say, Lord, I open up my heart to you. I throw caution to the wind. I humble myself. I'm, I'm willing to change my thinking, my ways. I'm willing to lay down what I have held so dear to pick up what you say is so near.
I surrender. I surrender to you, Lord. Just like the song says, I surrender all. That might be the knowledge that you've had, that you've operated in. Be willing to surrender that all to him and say, Lord, I'm ready to see things a little different. I'm ready to do some things a little different. Father, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for impartations. We're at all about your presence. Father, we want to do what you want to, to do. We want to say what you want said and only that. We thank you for these people that receive freedom today and healing in their bodies from these allergies and asthma. We, we just thank you for that. Why don't you thank God right now for that? Let's, let's just thank him for that. That was a, a beautiful, wonderful start, Lord, of what you did in this place this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <clears throat> wow. Everyone say, I have a testimony. Your, your testimony activates the anointing. And there's a counterfeit to this. The devil try to counterfeit anything. And that is when you rehearse your past hurts and failures. You activate the yoke. You activate the burden that binds you. The anointing is God rubbing, painting, smearing himself on something. When you speak in agreement with God, you activate, there's an empowerment, there's an activation of God's ability and power, God on you and on the situation. When you share what God said, because he backs up his word, when you acknowledge and you testify, you proclaim what God has done for you, you activate that anointing to keep you free. To stay free. To stay blessed. The counterfeit would be is if you look at the present situation that's not going well and you declare and let your testimony be what you see not going well. Then you activate the curse. You activate bondage. Have you ever noticed someone sharing a past hurt to you? And the moment they start talking, maybe you did the talking. The moment they start talking, you see them get emotional. What is that? What is that? Is that, is that just emotion? Or is that possible yoke? Is that just emotion? Or did you just activate the burden? the yoke, the stronghold. What, what do you want to activate? They're both real. 
That's why we call ourselves the favor of the Lord, the blessed of the Lord, increasing in Him, where the righteousness, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to let my mind torment me and dominate me, what my mind and my flesh and what the devil would try to hold me bound and say, you know what, I, I just can't remember anything anymore. Oh, yeah? You're on your way to dementia. Stay, stay with that. If you want to act on the, on the, the negative and on the, the burden side and the, the yoke side and you want to activate dementia, just keep saying, you know what, I'm blind as a bat. Just can't remember anything. My back's killing me. So which one of your confessions do you want God to manifest? Which, which of your confessions do you want to get God on? Listen, it's not the, the ones you pray in the prayer closet and declaring at church that has the most power. It's the one you're leaking out when you're not thinking about it. The, from the abundance of the heart. So, someone came to Charles Capson, like Brother Justin. This probably, well, this might be the last thing I say. Let's say mine. Someone came to Brother Charles Caps. You know, Jesus said to Brother Hagen, "Have Holy Ghost meetings because uh, let other people teach on faith, such as Charles Caps." You know, when Jesus is the one that endorses your ministry, you're doing pretty good. I'm just saying. Yeah. So he he knows a few things about confession, believing in. And he said, uh, someone came up to him and go, why does everything I say negative seem to always happen? But when I say things positive, it seems like it takes forever. And because he said, because you're more developed in the negative than you are in the positive. It's your choice. Decide this week, we're going higher. Come on now, church. Let's go. Let's go higher, Amen. further. Let's get a hold of these spiritual hacks that God wants us to get. Let's activate the anointing. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us, too, that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.